It's no secret that the legacy media loves to twist their version of reality into the mainstream narrative for all Americans. And unfortunately, they're really, really good at it. So good, in fact, that they dominate most news sources in print, digital, and yes, even podcasts. But their grip on the spread of information is unsustainable. Trust in the media is at an all-time low, and that's because people are refusing to be manipulated. But where can they get an actual trustworthy source of news? You guessed it, The Daily Wire. Introducing our newest podcast, Morning Wire, a daily news show that values your time and the truth. Our aim is to deliver an alternative news source that you can trust in your podcast. The first episode is available right now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So go subscribe now and start listening today. Daily Wire's mission is simple, to bring our readers and listeners the facts and to provide the context necessary to both understand the issues and to debunk the legacy media's predictable yet increasingly more ridiculous spin on those facts. We've built a powerful newsroom of investigative reporters, opinion journalists, and writers dedicated to ensuring that you see the news first and form your own opinion second, instead of blindly repeating what the left tells you. Let's listen to some of the Morning Wire right now. Democrats in the House are attempting to remove a decades-old law that blocks federal money from funding abortions. A subcommittee in the House approved spending legislation last week that did not include two key amendments related to abortion. Here to tell us more is Daily Wire's Charlotte Pence Bond. Morning, Charlotte. Hi, John. So tell us about these two amendments. Why are they so significant? Well, the Hyde Amendment, first passed in 1976, essentially bans the use of federal funding for abortion services, with some exceptions, including abortions that are done when a mother's life is in danger or in the case of rape or incest. The lesser-known Weldon Amendment effectively does the reverse. It prohibits federal funding from going to programs that discriminate against entities that don't provide abortion services. So, in other words, it protects pro-life organizations. So the Hyde Amendment blocks federal funds from going to abortion, and the Weldon Amendment protects pro-life groups from discrimination. Right. And neither of those are included in the spending bill. Not in its current form, although it does include language regarding abortion. And some Republicans, like Representative Ashley Hinson, are pushing back hard. I rise today in support of the women who need encouragement to choose life, not coercion to end it. I rise today in support of the American taxpayer who does not want to pay for elective abortions with their hard-earned money. And does this move have support from the White House? It appears so. President Biden's proposed 2022 budget would also get rid of the Hyde Amendment. President Biden was actually in favor of the amendment throughout most of his time in politics. But during his 2019 campaign, he shifted his position. After being criticized for supporting Hyde, he changed his view, pointing to Republican state legislatures passing pro-life laws as a reason. Hmm. He said that he believed health care is a right and could, quote, no longer support an amendment that makes that right dependent on someone's zip code. What about voters? Do Americans support federally funding abortions? Polls say no. A recent poll by Marist found that a majority of Americans, 58%, oppose taxpayer funding of abortion. (laughs) This seems to be consistent with previous years. Harvard found in 2016 that only 36% of likely voters were in favor of Medicaid-funded abortions. What's the Democrats' argument for getting rid of Hyde? Well, they say it hurts low-income women. Rosa DeLauro, a member of the committee that pushed the bill, said she knows a lot of lawmakers on the other side of the aisle are concerned about it. But she said, quote, repealing the Hyde Amendment is the best thing we can do to support our mothers and families and help prevent rather than penalize unwanted pregnancies and later riskier and more costly abortions. Hmm. 
On the other side, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said last week that Senate Republicans would continue to stand up for the conscience rights of millions of Americans who don't want their money going to abortion providers. So a hard stance on both sides. What's next? Well, the House still has to vote on it, and the Senate will likely try to shut it down. Right. But even if that happens, Americans might see more Democrat-led efforts to federally protect abortion, especially since the Supreme Court recently agreed to review a Mississippi case that could potentially overturn Roe v. Wade. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on the Capitol. Thanks, Charlotte. Sure thing. Daily Wire's Charlotte Pence Bond. As the economy continues to open up following COVID lockdowns, new data shows record-breaking inflation rates and price increases on a variety of consumer goods. Here to tell us what's causing the surge and how it could impact average American families is Daily Wire Managing Editor Cabot Phillips. Cabot, thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. So let's review some Econ 101. What is inflation? Inflation is basically the decrease in purchasing power over time. Another way to think about it is just too many dollars chasing too few goods. So, for example, the Labor Department tracks the cost of basic goods each month and found that in the past year, prices are up more than 5% across the board. That's the largest annual increase since the Great Recession. Hmm. What's causing the spike in inflation? Is this just fallout from COVID? Yes and no. A certain level of inflation is to be expected during an economic recovery, but COVID relief spending has certainly played a role. The government essentially dumped $6 trillion into the economy, and that influx of cash means the dollar just doesn't go as far. But experts also point to other root causes, like the Fed's decision to slash interest rates and supply chain shortages caused by COVID shutdowns. So a lot of factors at work here. Yeah. Will this be noticeable to average Americans? Like, what kind of effects will people see? The most noticeable impact is just prices going up for a variety of goods. For example, the price of a used car jumped 45% over the last year alone, and much of that is due to inflation. 45%? Yep, that's the largest annual increase on record. Food prices are also up. The price of eating out rose at a faster pace this month than any other since 1981. And if you try and eat at home to save money, you're still going to be dealing with rising costs. Meat prices are up over 5% in the last month, and across the board more broadly, groceries are 2.5% more expensive than last year. What about businesses? How are they handling the price jumps? Some are simply raising prices, but others are getting creative. Oreos, for example, are now being sold in new containers that hold fewer cookies, but cost the same. Tillamook Ice Cream went that route as well. They've quietly reduced their cartons from 56 to 48 ounces, but again, they're charging the same. John is over here stockpiling Oreos right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a bad idea, John. If you look closely, you'll notice everything from smaller paper towel rolls to fewer Doritos in a bag. It's all part of shrinkflation, as experts call it. So what should we expect? Will this just keep getting worse? It's hard to know. Economists are divided on this. Something gets temporary and say inflation rates should taper off as the economy continues to recover. Here's President Biden earlier this week. Some folks have raised worries that this could be a sign of persistent inflation. But that's not our view. Our experts believe, and the data shows, that most of the price increases we've seen are, were expected and are expected to be temporary. Now, others, especially those on the right, are less optimistic. They think increased government spending will continue, along with the Fed's aggressive monetary policy, which means prolonged inflation. Okay, so we're not sure how long this will last. No. 
Fed Chair Jerome Powell said he expects inflation to taper off shortly, but he's also been saying that for six months now. So it's hard to know what to expect. Yeah, well, you'll have to keep us updated. Thanks for coming on, Cabot. Yep, anytime. Daily Wire Managing Editor, Cabot Phillips. So subscribe now to Morning Wire on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a beat. And if you like what you hear, leave a five-star review and help point fellow Americans in the direction of the truth. Thanks for listening.